Well, good morning. It's the latest of the podcasts from me, Dr. Chris Keel. I think we're still calling this Keeping It Real with Dr. Keel. Holy cow. <clears throat> Marketing is my friend. Anyway, we're going to talk today about the Fed. I mean, that has been the big news for the week. So let's get into it and put our own spin on it. If you have been following the news through the week, you realize that the Federal Reserve had another meeting, and this time they raised rates by only half a point. There has been a considerable increase in rates in the last year. They've raised the rate three-quarters of a point four times in a row and have now brought rates up to over 4%. So the big question is, are they slowing down? And if they are slowing down, why are they slowing down? Will they speed back up again? What do we think rates will be next year? There are so many questions. So the meeting itself was kind of interesting because they did what they were expected to do. They raised rates by half a point. There had been no real support for doing anything more aggressive than that. There had not been conversation really about raising it by another three-quarter point. And right before the meeting, they got some very good inflation news. We saw that the consumer price index numbers went down. We've seen a pretty substantial decrease in the threat of global inflation, and I've talked a little bit about this before, but the four things that have been driving the notion that we're at peak when it comes to global inflation is that the producer price index has been down for four months. Uh, factory gate prices have been down. You have seen a reduction in commodity costs, not across the board. I mean, steel is still high, uh, but copper is down. Oil is definitely down. We were looking at per barrel prices as high as 120 or 130 at the beginning of the year, and now it's low 70s, so that's that's definitely a trend in the right direction. We've also seen shipping rates go down. Container rates are down between 40 and 50%. They're still not back to what they were prior to the pandemic, but they're half of what they were at the beginning of the year. And then finally, we're seeing consumer expectations become a little more controlled. They don't really think that they're going to be a huge inflation burst coming into the coming year. And that's important because if the consumer thinks that there's going to be a lot of inflation coming forward, they tend to buy now as opposed to later because they think prices are going to go up. And that tends to push demand, which ends up increasing inflation. So Right before the Fed met, they got some news that would suggest that inflation is beginning to, to ebb. So with that, the Fed reacted by reducing the size of their rate hike. But immediately as they did that, Powell was trying to sound very aggressive about what they do from this point forward. <coughs> Excuse me. And there was kind of a reaction on the part of the market that suggested that his hawkish comments were were landing, but only for about a day or so, because within a couple of days, the markets were saying, no, we don't believe him. We don't think it's going to get that bad next year now. We think inflation's more under control. We now think that the interest rates may go up a little bit more, maybe to around five, but stay there. And even though the Fed is trying to sound tough right now, so are the other central banks. The markets themselves are discounting it and saying, look, we think that the inflation peak has been reached. 
We think that the idea of a soft landing makes more sense now than it did before. We think that the central banks have done their job and we're not as worried about where the rates are going to be next year. So who do you believe? The Fed, which is still trying to sound aggressive, or the markets, which are kind of reading between the lines and saying, well, if you were really that worried about the interest rates, you would have raised them three-quarter points. So it's a little bit of a game, as it always is, as the investors try to second-guess the Fed. The Fed tries to keep things somewhat close to the vest. Now, this has not been a Paul Volcker, Alan Greenspan type of Fed. This has been a very open Fed. This is kind of the same tradition we've seen under Ben Bernanke, under Janet Yellen, now under Jerome Powell, they tend to telegraph their shots. They're not trying to keep people in, in suspense. So as far as we can tell, we're probably at something of a juncture. I mean, the the notion among central banks has always been that they raise rates until something breaks. Once they've broken it, then they start lowering rates to fix what it was they broke. So the Fed tends to look at employment as an indication as to whether things have been broken. That hasn't been working as well because the employment rate has been affected by all kinds of other factors. And so now they're looking at things like the housing market. Um, they're looking at purchasing managers index. The PMI has now dipped below 50. Uh, it is sitting in contraction territory, not deep contraction, still 47.7. But that's enough for the Fed, perhaps, to think that they've done enough to break the economy and can now start to think about repairing it. If that is the case, generally speaking, rates start to come back down seven, eight, nine months later which would put that rate reduction sometime June or July of 23. So there you have it. We think we're going to be hitting about 5% interest rates, perhaps a little bit more, but not much. We think that the rates will probably start to come down mid-summer, end of summer of next year. So there you go, until something else changes, and we, as do meteorologists, will change our opinion as soon as we get new data. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you next time.